Welcome to Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. As we continue to examine the relationship, or should I say the friendship between David and Jonathan, in part four, we talked about Jonathan's prayer for his friend David. What we're going to examine is what God does in friendship between two people. Now, picture in your mind, David, he's running for his life from his father-in-law. However, his best friend is his brother-in-law, who is actually slated to be king after King Saul. However, because of the decisions that Saul has made, the Lord has set him aside. Although he is still ruling king, the Lord has made a decision that, that the kingdom will not go to Jonathan, but will go to David. And what's so beautiful about this friendship And we're not really told in scripture how Jonathan felt about that. He accepts it through the grace of God. And he spends the rest of his life ensuring that David will get to the throne. David is hiding in various places. And the word of God says in 1 Samuel 23 that Saul seeks him every day. Not just every so often, but he's in pursuit of him every day. If you go down to verse 16 in this chapter, what we find is that David is at a low place. He's discouraged. And I imagine David pouring out his heart to God about this. What does God do? He sends Jonathan to him. He tells Jonathan where David is hiding. Only God could do that because the Lord is protecting David from Saul and from Saul's men. And there's a lot of people that who sought to benefit from giving information to Saul about the different places that David was hiding, and they would go and tell the king. So here we have the Lord intervening on David's behalf, and he sends his friend to him to encourage him. Now, when they get together, we don't know what they talked about, but we do know one of the things that Jonathan told David was that, and you find this in verse 16, he says, fear not for the hand of Saul, my father shall not find thee. Now he is speaking on behalf of the Lord. The Lord is sending David a message. Yes, you are running for your life. This is for a purpose. I'm preparing you to be king. However, I will not allow Saul to find you. And he goes on to tell his friend, you shall be king. And not only that, I shall stand next to you. This is true friendship and is so unselfish. This love he has for David is quite amazing and is heaven born. Now, as the two of them probably conversed, they probably talked about what had taken place in their absence. The scripture doesn't tell us that they ever saw each other again after this meeting. However, the word of God does tell us that they made a covenant before the Lord before they parted. Sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our brain around the fact that when we're going through stuff, 
we're not alone. Yes, Christ sent Jonathan to David, but it wasn't because Christ wasn't with him. So keep in mind that it wasn't that Christ was far off somewhere and couldn't get to David. He was busy doing something else. No, he sent Jonathan in his place because David probably needed something tangible to hold on to. God was right there with David. He never left David's side. He was the one that wiped his tears away and guided his footsteps each day. Yes, he allowed Saul to come near, but he never allowed him to come close enough to take his life, to even harm him. Whatever you're going through, whatever troubles that are perplexing your mind, God has allowed it, and he has allowed it for a reason. But that doesn't mean he's not with you in it. And believe it or not, it is possible to experience the peace of God while battles are being fought all around us and on our behalf, such as a car breaks down or your unwed daughter tells you that she is pregnant. The utility bill is due and for some, the utilities are cut off. Your husband has announced that he is leaving you for someone else. The rent or the mortgages do. You lose your job. Family members misunderstand you. Family and friends judge your past and decide your future. Yet the prophet Isaiah has given us a formula that if followed, God has guaranteed us his peace. He said it will be ours. We will be in possession of his peace no matter what the circumstances are or where we find ourselves. And you can find this in Isaiah 26. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. This is a promise. And God always keeps his promises. Read it again. And read it again until you believe what you are reading to be true. I'm going to close part five with the following. I encourage you to bring everything to God and thank him for what he is doing and allowing. And the peace of God will outrun you. Can you imagine that? You won't be able to explain the peace that you are in possession of as others see the battle all around you, they will wonder why you are so at peace. What is sustaining you? What is holding you? You can tell them that you have made a decision to hide in the shelter of the Most High, that He is your high tower, that He is your Prince of Peace, that you have made a decision, and sometimes it's moment by moment, to keep your mind stayed on him while the battle rages. I highly encourage us to practice praising him, especially when the battle is raging. So the best way to fight discouragement is to read and practice the word of God. You know, God led Jonathan to David. Jonathan didn't stumble upon David. He was led. 
God had heard David's cry, and he answered. God knew the one person that David would respond to at that moment, at that time in his experience, was Jonathan. There are souls perplexed with doubt, burdened with infirmities, weak in faith, and unable to grasp the unseen. But a friend whom they can see coming to them in Christ's stead can be a connecting link to fasten their trembling faith upon Christ. Praise God. Are you such a one that God can use you to be a blessing, to be his mouthpiece for someone else? Do you need to be a friend that God can send you to someone? I highly recommend that you do not hesitate. For God wants to strengthen their hand in him. And he knows like no one else could know that you are the one. The one person that that soul will respond to. Prayerfully take God's hand as he leads you to be a blessing to someone else. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. You are the most courageous woman I know, and I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Until next time, be blessed.